Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first box. There are free agent and trade rumblings surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. That's your Locked On Cardinals lead story. I'm Alex Clancy. The NFL is the gift that keeps on giving. It just is. We're in the middle of a damn pandemic, yet there are still NFL storylines churning out, and a lot of them are surrounding the Arizona Cardinals, and a lot I'm grading on a curve. Normally, it's Death Valley here in Arizona where it gets hot. Nobody really talks about the Cardinals aside from their draft pick, which in the first, you know, in the first round, specifically over the last couple of years, didn't really amount to much. And then Kyler Murray enters, and everything is changed. There are rumblings about Kyler Murray being an NFL, uh, being an MVP pseudo front runner in the top five or six in uh, in odds. Free agents, the draft, Isaiah Simmons, Steve Kime resurrecting himself, which I'll talk about later this this uh, podcast. There are a couple names that are rumbling around. One of which is through trade. One of which would be through free agency that have the Cardinals on a list. Lists are are fun. A lot of times, you know, most teams on those lists are not actual players. Let's talk about the one that has a less likely chance of happening, and that is surrounding Jets safety Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is young. Jamal Adams is very good, and Jamal Adams is a perennial Pro Bowler already. He will most likely be a Hall of Famer if his career continues on the path that it has over the first couple seasons. But Jamal Adams is a problem. Jamal Adams is an egomaniac. It seems like at times Jamal Adams wants out of New York, and it seemed like after his rookie season, that's where he was at mentally. So he said he wanted to play for the Cowboys last season. They couldn't pull a trade off. He's going to want a lot of money when, when his contract is up. So you look at the Arizona Cardinals, and you say, what would you want to give up? in an effort to acquire Jamal Adams. Now, the Jets have talked about wanting a first and third round pick in, you know, in trade for Jamal Adams. That ain't going to happen. Come on. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So you might want to kind of go back to the drawing board and see what you could realistically get for Jamal Adams. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, it's something to look into. I would trade Buda Baker in a first-rounder for Jamal Adams tomorrow. You look at that secondary now. You have Jamal Adams. You put Isaiah Simmons at linebacker, maybe safety at some point. Sweet mother, you've got something cooking. And this is exactly what you do when you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie-scale contract who's a high-impact guy already. If you want to win now and you want to set Kyler Murray up for the future, you potentially make that trade. Do I think it's going to happen? No but it's fun to talk about. On the other side, with free agency in mind, Everson Griffin has come into the forefront of a guy that obviously still a free agent, defensive end from Minnesota. He is 32, so he obviously doesn't have the age uh, advantage that Jamal Adams does, obviously different positions as well, but two of potentially of need for the Arizona Cardinals. He's an AZ guy. I think the Cardinals should definitely jump at the chance just seeing what he just kind of gauging how much he how much money he wants to make because at this point being able to rush the passer is very important the more people that you bring in to do specific things the easier it'll be pressure wise for Isaiah Simmons as a rookie 
the less pressure it'll be on Devon Kennard and Devondre Campbell to make immediate impact. The more help Jordan Phillips could sure up on the interior line if you have Chandler Jones and Everson Griffin alongside each other, obviously on opposite sides of the line. If you look at these two guys, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, you kick the tires on, even though I hate using that term, you just see what you can get potentially with Everson Griffin money-wise and what you'd have to trade for Jamal Adams. These, This is what winning franchises do. You never say no. You take a meeting. What could potentially happen? Because you never know. You may get DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson out of the deal. Alex Clancy here, Locked on Cardinals. On the other side, I'm going to break down I'm going to break down Steve Kimes' moves and worst five moves as the GM of the Arizona Cardinals during his tenure. Next up, I'm going to go bad first. Worst five moves Steve Kime has made as the Arizona Cardinals GM. That's next, Locked on Cardinals. You know what time it is. It's time to talk about the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built Bar. Built Bar, I've talked about them. You've heard Bo talk about them. The protein bars are good, man. Like they're good. It's not they're not chalky, they're not super chewy. They're all sugar co- uh chocolate covered. So, you know they're you like chocolate, right? So, I mean it, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's got some of them have 20 grams of protein, 15 grams of protein, under 5 5 grams of sugar like you can't go wrong with any of the flavors that Bill Bar offers. They're 16 at this point. I think they're growing more soon. Eight chocolate-covered nut flavors, eight chocolate-covered that are nut-free. So if you have a nut allergy, you're still good to go. And they're soft and easy to chew. They're not, as I said before, chalky or anything like that. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On. You get 10 bucks off your first order. That's promo code Locked On for 10 bucks off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We appreciate when you reach out, mention us on Twitter. Bo and myself, we love talking back and forth with people, whether it be positive or negative, whether it be agreeance or disagreeance when it comes to topics, takes, whatever. Uh, We love hearing from you guys, so please, please reach out. Uh, We love it. At Locked On AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack for Bo. So... I thought today was any you know good day as ever to do a list of the top five best and worst moves by Steve Keim as the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Steve Keim took over January 8th, 2013 as the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to start with the top five worst moves he's made. And listen, when it's only five, it's up for interpretation. Um, granted... There are certain things that lead to other things because if you make a couple bad moves, then you'll dip down and you won't have the talent necessary to win games the next year, so you'll get a better draft pick. Like, let's take these as, you know, their own specific entities and not what one thing led to another, okay? So number five of the worst things that Steve Kime has done, the worst moves he's made as GM of the Arizona Cardinals is draft Dale Buchanan several years back. Now... There were rumblings around Dayon coming out of college, and it was kind of a, it was the beginning of the hybrid linebacker move for uh, that Steve Kime loved. So 
coming out of Washington State, I believe, uh, you know, he was middle second round, middle first round. He was smaller than a traditional linebacker. He was a Jimmy Johnson linebacker. And Jimmy Johnson, for those who don't know, I think it was at Miami or Dallas, he took safeties and made them linebackers because they're quick, fast, good hands, etc. can hawk the middle of the field. He just never mounted to much. Uh, they didn't They didn't pick up his uh, – they didn't give him a second contract. Went inside with Tampa Bay, got cut. I think he's with the Giants now, if, if anywhere. So that's number five. Number four is drafting Jonathan Cooper. This was the first draft pick Steve Kime made as the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, drafted seventh overall out of North Carolina. Listen, this is kind of a, a cheap shot because Jonathan Cooper had some sort of compound fracture before the season even started, never really was able to overcome it. That's number four. Number three, drafting Hassan Reddick. This one was tough because... I have a feeling that if Bruce Arians didn't coach at Temple at one point, Hassan Reddick would not have been an Arizona Cardinal. And it's like, no, well, there's the play on the field. The, the Temple connection is something that may have tipped the scales, drafting Hassan Reddick as high as they did, and just jettisoning any chance for Steve Kime at that point to really kept his job. Like, it was crazy that Steve Kime kept his job after that draft pick. It was just unbelievable. Lo and behold... That's only number three on my list. Number two on my list is letting Calais Campbell walk. Now, letting Calais Campbell walk was a bonehead move. And sure, you know, revisionist history, hindsight 2020. Calais was, I think, 30 when he left right around there, 30 or 31. And nobody would have listened. Nobody saw Saxonville start happening that way nobody saw that you know they I drafted Jacksonville's defense in fantasy that year because I'm like oh well you know got some guys now put a lot of money into that secondary and then you know their drafting of Jalen Ramsey and 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 uh and Miles Jack at UCLA like I saw but here's the thing they could have given that 30 million dollars to Clayus and he was a locker room guy everybody loved him it was a great interview just just not a great move in hindsight for Steve Keim. And number one was drafting Josh Rosen. Now, the reason why this is number one is because it's a quarterback. The reason that's that that's it. That's the reason why. And I've given Steve Keim kind of a pass for this pick over the over the years, over the, during this podcast, because I am still in the camp that they didn't want to draft Josh Rosen. I am in the camp that they were at 15. A quarterback dropped to 10 when, in mock drafts, Rosen, Allen, Darnold, and Mayfield were all looked to go in the top six. So there's no way that one would drop to 10 where you could actually move up to grab one, and then it happened. So they moved up, and then obviously look at what's happening with Lamar Jackson, etc., and divorce yourself from thinking that, well, if they didn't draft Josh Rosen, then they wouldn't have sucked so bad they would have got Kyler Murray. That's not what these lists are about, Okay. These are just lists of things that Steve Kime has done well and done poorly over his tenure since 2013 as a general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Coming up next, I will give you my top five best moves. These are fun. These are better than bad. These are good. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll be right back. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards by Built Bar. 
and listen to this last segment. Went down the top five worst moves that Steve Kime has made as the Arizona Cardinals GM in the last segment. Number five, draft Dale Buchanan. Number four, draft Jonathan Cooper. Number three, draft Hassan Reddick. You see a trend. Number two, letting Calais Campbell walk. And number one, drafting Josh Rosen. Now, the top five moves, top five best moves that Steve Kime has made since the 2013 year, January 8th, when he took over as the Arizona Cardinals GM. Best moves. Number five, drafting David Johnson. At the time... This was a genius move, getting him in the third round and him almost having a 1,000-1,000 season, being a fantasy football darling behind Chris Johnson as a rookie and then coming into his own and then inevitably breaking his wrist and then that was it. This was at the time a great move. This is why Steve Keim kept his job. Oh, he finds diamonds in the rough. This is a keeper. Can't draft anybody in the first round worth a crap. But can find him in the third round. And then Chad Johnson happened, etc., etc., etc. But that's number five on the list of top moves that Steve Kime has made in his tenure as GM for the Arizona Cardinals. Number four, moving up to draft Buda Baker. This one wouldn't have been on the list in 2018. But after last year, we're starting to see Buddha come into his own. We're starting to see the leadership over the top of the secondary. We're starting to see him hit way bigger guys than he is. Because he's a compact guy. He's really strong, quick, and he can pack a punch. And you're starting to see a potential young new pillar of this defense start to supplant himself. A guy not named Patrick Peterson Chandler Jones. So that's a big deal. And that is definitely a move, especially because they moved up to get him. They didn't think, the Cardinals did not think, I think they drafted him 2-1. I think they drafted him 33rd overall. And I don't think the Cardinals thought that he would be there then. So them moving up to get him, you get a, you know, a few more points for actually making the move to go up and get him. Number three on the list here. Drafting Kyler Murray. Whoa! Number three? How is that? Not, how, you just said that Josh Rosen was number one on the bad list because it was a quarterback. How is Kyler Murray number three on this list? Lists can change, okay? Kyler's only played one year. Kyler's won five games. Kyler's not a winning quarterback right now. That's just a fact. He has a win-loss record where he has more losses than wins. Therefore, he is not a winning quarterback. And it was an more overall picks. So you could do whatever the hell you wanted. It took a lot less, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know, inside. It took, a, it took There was a lot less pressure with that because there was nobody you were, you were fighting against. You wanted Kyler Murray. Nobody else was going to draft Kyler Murray number one. So it's number three right now. Maybe in a couple years it'll be number one. We don't know. Okay, but right now, it's not the best move he's made because he was running unopposed. Number two, trading for Chandler Jones. Now, this one I could have flip-flopped with the one that just happened this offseason. There's no surprise what my number one is now. But trading for Chandler Jones for a second-round pick is has proven to be 
although super overlooked, even though even though Chandler's getting a lot of run this offseason from pundits across the country for being, you know, the most underrated defensive player in the NFL. He's led the league in sacks as he came into the league, et cetera, et cetera. Strip sacks. Uh, because you play in Arizona, you're not necessarily in the top three media market, so you're not going to get the the recognition that you deserve. And they, aside from the Bruce Arians years, haven't been that great. But he's put up numbers. He's done a very good job. Them trading for a second-round pick, it, it, trading, uh, trading for Chandler Jones and only having to give up a second-round pick is something that Steve Keim, he, he looked like a wizard. And that would be number one if it weren't for the David Johnson dumping contract and a second-round pick plus a fourth for DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick from the Houston Texans. The reason why this is the best move is because it's the most impactful. And I said let's keep these all in their own separate entities. You can't really with this one because this is exactly what the Arizona Cardinals needed, and they gave up literally – not literally. They gave up almost nothing compared to what was expected to acquire a DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is the 1A best receiver in the league, depending on the day. Him or Michael Thomas. And the fact that they got him for a second-round pick, David Johnson's $12, $13 million were off the books. And they still got to keep their first-round pick. It's unbelievable. Unfathomable. And yes, sometimes you have to get lucky to make these moves. Sometimes you have to have somebody like Bill O'Brien, I don't know, be wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform on the day of the trade. But that does not negate the fact that Steve Kime pulled off an incredible trade that will have immediate impact on the Arizona Cardinals roster and the team in 2020 when the season starts. That's my top five for both. Hope you liked it. If you have any questions, concerns, complaints, at Clancy's Corner, at Locked on AZ Cards. We'll talk to you tomorrow.